I am a sister. I am a man. I am a wife. I am a daughter. I am Chinese. I am a son. I am American. I am Asian. I am Canadian. We, we are all Joksing, and you are tuning into the Bamboo Star Podcast. Hello, welcome to another podcast with yours truly, John, Asanha, and Angelina. We are the Bamboo Star Podcast, and today we have a very interesting topic. It's uh, to talk about the art of the deal. What's a deal? Granted, n- no affiliation with Mr. Uh, Ex-President, but uh, deal as in D-E-A-L. Doctors, engineers, accountants, and lawyers. Lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> lawyers, yeah. So, um, I, I decided to pick this topic this uh, this week. So, just a quick introduction in terms of how this topic came up. It's predominantly mainly about the idea that Asian parents might push their children to be in a specific uh, field or profession when they grow up. So hopefully we can do a little dive into our experiences when we grew up and how perhaps we were influenced by our parents or not to be in what we do uh, during our regular lives these days. So before we even touch that, um, how have you guys been doing? Let's just do a little checkup in terms of one week out, Uh, Since our last recording, um, how do you guys feel? How are you guys feeling? I'm feeling okay. Uh, It's still middle of summer. Um, For anybody listening, I guess, to this podcast now, because it'll probably be a later date, but it's summer. I mean, we're chilling. It's pretty nice. Super hot weather outside. Um, Yeah, I mean... Oh my goodness, last couple of days been super hot. It wasn't that bad, like, a week ago. Mm. I think it just needs to rain, honestly. This, this humidity is really annoying. Uh, but otherwise, I suddenly got swarmed in work. So, uh, fun. And computers are actually kind of stupid. Well, clearly, no engineer here. Yeah, definitely not me. <laughs> how about you, man? How about you, like How have you been doing this past week? Anything interesting? Any travels? Shopping. A lot of shopping on the weekends, but I feel like it's become a thing because we stay in and we don't really go out on the during the weekdays. So when the weekend comes, especially with this whole pandemic, fingers crossed coming to an end and things opening up, it's just like constant shopping. Uh, okay. So shopping connoisseur is what you're becoming, huh? Is that your profession? Yeah. I really hope it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so my wallet can handle. So what is what would be your preferred profession? Preferred pro- profession? Yeah, like if you if you have any job in the world, what would your job be? Or what, yeah, what would you want to be doing? Playing with dolphins. Probably a dream job or something. Like. I think 
be my dream job, although I don't really know how I would get there. It probably would take a lot of work, like, but it sounds like fun if it's like marine scientist that like focuses on like animal marine life. So unfortunate for you, you live in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> not much marine life. You might have lake life, but not much marine. <laughs> yeah. Or I can go work at Marine Land, you know? I... Yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's still open. I have no idea. Um, I don't think everyone loves Marine Land. I didn't. <laughs> So was that something? I I think it's a. I've for some reason like I've always been drawn to like dolphins or actually I take that back. I'm not a very strong swimmer. I might die in the ocean if I had to like study marine (laughs) life. So was this marine thing like something that you wanted to do when you grew up? Like you're like you know like when kids have dreams kind of thing. And like, oh, oh. I, when I grow up, I want to be this. Was this was this always on your list? No, I uh, I think I picked up marine science in high school, and that was when I started thinking about it more. But safe to say, it's not my it's not my profession, and I unfortunately forgot I wanted to do marine science when I was applying to school, like for colleges. <laughs> So, 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 so not my dream. Or I didn't really consider it a real thing that I could pursue. So I, like, I didn't apply for anything remotely close to marine science. Okay. Okay. All right. How about you, Santa? How about you? What when you grew up? When you were growing up, what did you, I guess, want to do? Well, when I was a kid, say like elementary school age. I was like, oh, uh, when I grow up, I'm going to be a teacher. As I'm growing up, I'm witnessing how we uh, sometimes bully our teachers. I'm like, yeah, no thanks. I'm not going to be a teacher when I grow up. I'm going to spit blood, man. No thank you. (laughs) Okay. So So, I abandoned that one. (laughs) Okay, so what would be your current dream job if you had a chance to have any job in the world? I don't know. I'm actually kind of happy where I am. I kind of got to where I wanted to be. Minus all the computer data science. That okay, well, wait, so, okay, so, okay, wait, you said when you were growing up, you didn't want to be a teacher, but what did you want to be? I resolved to be an accountant, which I am. Wow. When did you decide to be an accountant? Like, how young were you when you decided like that's what i'm gonna be high school oh was that something that you're was that something pushed upon i guess we'll talk about this in a little little later but was this heavily influenced by parents nope wow (laughs) straight shot what did you want to be when you're growing up an astronaut a firefighter they're very super generic male-y kind of professions (laughs) professions <laughs> but um that was like when i was like what six or not even six like four or five yeah and then i think um down the road i was <laughs> i didn't really have much of a thought in terms of what i wanted to do as a profession it was always like oh i don't want to do this i don't want to do that because that looked like it was suck 
And then, um, but I think one of the main things that I actually started pushing for was more based off of what, like, once I got into studies and stuff like that, I think what, when I actually started thinking about, like, the future and what I wanted to do, then forensic scientists came as a really big thing. It was more of, like, what I was interested in at that time, and it fit with my studies. And that was kind of like, ooh, I'm going to do that. That's going to be good. And that's going to make big bucks. Oh, that reminds like me. Like CSI. No, yeah, exactly. I, I like applied for grad school, got in for literally like crime scene investigations, like on-site crime scene kind of field work. And my goal was like at that time, in like after I graduated and actually started pursuing something, or even thought like put my mind physically to it, it was um, to be working with FBI, and that was like my like track until i moved here to canada and then looked for a job <laughs> and kind of got stuck here <laughs> why didn't you go to school if you got accepted i i got accepted and i that was grad school i got accepted and i uh, actually paid deposit um to actually go so i actually forfeited my deposit uh by not going and I guess for me at that time, no one ever told me that you can do something called deferral. <laughs> so I actually just ended up was like, because when I got that job here, in my, I guess my profession and what I currently do, I've been in the profession now for like 10 years. But like um, at that time, um, I didn't know there was something called deferral. And the job asked that needed a verbal commitment to when they accept me to be for two years at least. So I was like, well, I don't think I can go to school or like, not go to school for two years, right, to get this job. And the job was in a pretty good place, so, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, so, I guess, make this story short, I did not go down that line of being a CSI <laughs> person. Uh, I ended up working in uh, Canada and uh, became working in a firm, like an accounting firm. Gosh, that sounds kind of dirty <laughs> actually when you were talking about forensic science that reminded me of something that i kind of want to do but still sort of within my field i wanted to do forensic accounting because that sounded interesting but that's that's a hard goal i'm nowhere near that mm. there's actually a few other things that i wanted to do too like, if we're talking about like childhood dreams I think the earliest recollection of a job that I wanted was a professional ice skater because Michelle Kwan was really, really big back then. I was a kid and I was like, I'm going to be her when I grow up. Oh, the Kwan years. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think I wanted to go into criminology as well when I was applying to universities, but I didn't get in because I was unfamiliar with the admission or the application process in Canada which it's kind really of messed weird. me up it because is I didn't weird. realize in Canada or like Toronto I don't know I guess it's Canada you have to apply by fields or like pretty much have to know what you're going into so you're not applying to a university or a college you're applying to a program oh, yeah okay yeah, it's well, because weird like I that. like at the same school I wanted to apply to two programs. I thought that if I sent in one transcript, both 
both departments would get it. No, nope. that wasn't the case. I had to send two different transcripts, but yes. I, because I didn't know that, phonology never got my information. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I guess because I, okay, so both of you, I guess for our listeners, both of you two went to university or college in Canada. We're actually versus, in the same university. <laughs> versus me, I actually went to university in uh, in the States. And for us, it was, I guess, maybe you heard, maybe I told you back in that time what my process was and you kind of just ran with it from the States was that, you know, you go in, you do your GEs and whatnot. You don't really declare your major uh, until a given time frame, like during your studies. So you could technically kind of explore and check out different studies. Like, of course, you you go in with a certain idea, but you don't... There's like a, a quick switch if you wanted to during the process uh, in terms of solidifying what you're actually going to be graduating with, what type of degree to a certain extent. We have that here, that's, too. That's what I assumed coming here. Because nobody else, like everybody in my school went to a school in the states so everybody would be under the same impression yeah i, mean, I think it's a it's, it's similar in canada but then i think you have to be a little bit more decisive in terms of when you apply uh, no so like no. when you apply you apply to the program not the school like angelina said but within after you got into that program if you wanted to switch and like after you kind of tried it out you didn't like it, it you can easily switch to a different program too and you don't have to declare your major or whatever your study, like what you're graduating with a bachelor of or whatever, until like say the third or fourth year at least. Um, but yeah, like tried to change programs was not an easy thing. So I was like, forget it. I'll just finish this program. Yeah. I didn't try to One change programs, so I wouldn't know. Tried to change programs to food science. Oh. I also tried to apply to transfer schools to go into game design. There's a lot of stuff I tried and just didn't follow through with. It might be like the course listing as well. Well, a lot of it does have you look for like, yeah. Like, yeah, because you have time, you have time for people who don't necessarily know what they want to do. They have that, like general education requirements that you have to do anyway. So most people will just knock out, like if they don't know what they want to do, they'll just take GE courses just to knock off the general uh, education criteria. Wait, what's GE courses? General education. Like what? So it's going to be like, oh, you need the math to do the math by, by like up to algebra level, okay. algebra two level or something. Uh, and then say English, you have to like have a certain, like a certain class. Like you have to finish Are 100 these like series. Are high school courses? No, no, university, university? in university, you need to hit these things. Like, so, and then out of like, the sciences, there's going to be, you need to take at least three courses in whatever science, like geology, oh, so whatever, they're like courses like that introductory can... courses. So, so it's like okay. to make you well-rounded. So for people who don't necessarily know what they want to do, they need to like take a certain number of GE courses. And some people, a lot of people might end up. Something, something like that per se. I think it's all just the introductory courses. That... Yeah, but you'll be like accounting straight up like that. No, right? no, not necessarily. So like. Like sometimes. So did you take like say psychology or did you? So I did. Did, did you take like science courses like chemistry? Not like, after high school. Yeah no There's... so 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 in university you have to take certain things like you know, geology. You know what I'm trying to say is that like there are similar courses even within like different programs and those sometimes can be a transfer credit to like say if you're applying to a different program 
And if the app program also has something similar yeah, yeah. that you already took, so, so, they will take yeah. that credit. They'll just tell yeah. you, oh, you're missing these other courses to go and do these courses. Yeah, so it just might be a little harder to switch. That's what I'm saying in Canada. It's yeah, a little but bit GEs, I think the equivalent would be liberal courses that you take. Yeah. Instead of, like, oh, I understood it is in the States, GEs are the first two years of your program yeah. Yeah. or like your university. And then you kind of specify your fourth year. All for... Here, like in Toronto, what ha- ended up happening is like you take core courses and then you sprinkle in your liberals all through the four years. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, so it's, it's a little bit more difficult at the end of the day to switch out because you've already invested a certain amount of time into your core yeah. courses versus, you know, requiring. And I didn't want to have to go through like extra schooling. So I was yeah, like, yeah. forget it. I'm just going to stick with the program. Okay. Anyways, I mean, that was a big segue over to <laughs> courses... I guess that that could be interesting, uh, something to carry over into, I guess, knowledge-wise for future generations, just because, I don't know, I mean, I didn't know all this stuff, and then especially when we switch, I guess, between U.S. versus, say, Canadian yeah. university, like, the system is very different, right, mm-hmm. schooling system, so that, that could be something we can talk about, too, but anyways, coming back, so, in terms of what we wanted to do... Um, did your family ever push you towards a particular kind of these ideas? Because, I mean, the idea is that, you know, Asian Asian families would be like, oh, being a doctor, be an engineer, be a lawyer, be an accountant, be some sort of, like, accredited upper-class profession or something. I don't know if you call it upper-class, but just some sort of... um, <laughs> middle class or or a accredited profession that has some sort of ring to it um has your so has your family ever pushed you i think it's just um, those profession in general makes a lot of money explicitly or implicitly uh no not for my parents so, my parents just well my dad didn't really ever give me a talk my mom never really pushed me to go like oh you should do this or or you should be a science do a science major or you do should do like um, accounting or whatever like I just kind of figured it out my own like I just decided okay this is the most feasible way for me to do something so I did no that's true yeah you, you you're the weird straight shot straight I knew what I wanted to okay, do okay, okay. I knew what I needed to or I uh, knew what I needed to go into by high school graduation meanwhile I'm like in the middle of my program and my friends are switching to different programs in like other universities going from sciences to like Asian studies and I'm like what are you gonna do with Asian studies when you get out like I, di- I didn't really see a connection but I mean like it's a nice study but at the same time I guess my train of thought is with whatever studies that I come out with is that going to be able to help me further a career or like sustain my future life that was my train of thought and i was like accounting is always needed somewhere like even if the economy goes to crap somebody's going to need an accountant Hmm. interesting Um, i have been told that i think that might be why i kind of pursued down that path eventually because everything that i really wanted to do i'm not very committed of a person (laughs) 
And like, I'm like really wishy-washy in terms of like what I really want myself. Like I just don't stand my ground very well. I do remember bringing it up at one point that I wanted to be a psychologist. And mm. my parents were like, not very supportive because they were <laughs> like, uh, you're going to go crazy before you heal anybody. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm like, did you oh. tell them you'd be a doctor? <laughs> no, I just said I wanted to be like psychology because I think, okay, it's probably influenced by TVB dramas at the time. It was like a psychology drama. Okay. I'm like, I want to be a psychologist. And my parents are like, no, you're going to go crazy. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, also, like, Chong Sat Wan Su, I wanted to be a pilot at one point. That's really tough. Pilots and are I can't tough, be a too. pilot Because I think you have to have 2020 vision to be a pilot. I don't know if it's true anymore. No, I don't think so. I, hmm. Yeah. A lot, awesome. of, a lot of different things that I kind of thought about pursuing, but just never concretely went into it. Then when it when the time came to really choosing a yes a degree in college or university came down to you should go be an accountant it's good for you you will always find a job like you'll always have a job so was that was I that think, from family or was that you just thinking that that was from family but not parents okay one of our aunts told me uh, okay i was like all right fine i'll do it Oh, okay. Do you regret it? Um, don't know what else I would do if I didn't graduate with finance degree. Hmm. Well, I I think I just wanted to complete school at that point, and I still didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. But it's like, oh, at least I have a degree, and I can go do something with my like I can do something now. Fair enough. Hmm. What about you? So I mean. I think for me, I went and pursued my studies with more of like, I enjoy it. So I grew up enjoying science, like math, sciences and whatnot. So I had a great time in terms of like my studies and I loved it. Um, when it came down to being a like, a, for career wise, I didn't, I, all I knew was like, I didn't want to work hard, but have money. <laughs> like the easy way out, that'd be like the best. So to a certain extent, it was like, I mean, I was really lost for a while before I even like got a job, whatever. So, um, but in terms of like, I guess family ever pushing me, I don't think I had it, but had that push to like one of those professions. But I feel like just through like the environmental kind of factors, kind of like what Angelina said, where it's like, oh, TVB, certain things, they like show off different nice professions then it might bring up like oh maybe that might be kind of good but like it will always be kind of just like highlight the ones that are like the nice professions right then we like oh maybe you could do that do that and they kind of like do a lot of like brainstorming i guess and kind of like oh can i do this this looks fun right not necessarily like how to get to that point <laughs> of it yeah. like is it going to be difficult um so to me, I was never really pushed to a specific kind of profession or anything for myself. Um, I think a big thing for me, though, is um, I didn't want to do like business related stuff during my studies. So it was really very science based, whatnot. I did think that, hey, maybe I should pursue an economics minor, though, at least as uh, some sort of foundation, not knowing that my current position is going to 
you know, be somewhat related to the business side of the, the world anyways. Um, and then I, I feel like to a certain extent though, I wish that I knew more about engineering. What kind of engineering? Cause I, I think any like um, either mechanical or computer like or software, mm-hmm. like any type, just the idea of, idea of an engineer Mm-hmm. I wish that I was more purview to that kind of idea because I think that I would love to get into that field. But I feel like it's really hard to go in without having studies within some form of engineering field because just the, the logic, the science is required kind of thing, I kind of wish that I was I was like trained in that form. So, I mean, of course, I can switch out, but or like, you know, you can always relearn whatever, but um yeah, but uh, for the for that question though, I don't think the family really ever like explicitly stated it, but it was maybe more implicit of like, oh yeah, maybe you should do like they they, they promote the more fancy jobs to you and not necessarily the uh, oh the bum on the street in TVB or like kind of like the, the the kind of bad jobs they don't like oh don't don't do those kind of things. I think like mom and dad were just happy that I finished school and found a job <laughs> mm-hmm. they, like i think their, their aspiration for me was just get a job and sustain yourself like don't make us have to like raise you <laughs> beyond a certain age that's funny and like you said how like you didn't want to do business you, uh and stuff that i was the actual opposite of that because in high school like within like the second to last year of high school i realized i was actually not that great at science um well granted like i have a i have an interest in chemistry like i find it interesting however i also semi blame my high school chemistry teacher at least for the grade 11 so that's like the second last year of high school i learned close to nothing from her in chemistry i basically learned the whole curriculum myself off of the textbook and i couldn't sustain with like the last year for chemistry and so i ended up dropping it Hmm. so so at that point i knew that like i am not great with sciences but i'm i did fairly well in the business studies so then i pursued that side of things and i went that down that route okay this is another difference between u.s curriculum and canadian curriculum like growing up in high school there's no such thing as business classes like you don't get to dabble in business at all i think it depends um maybe for us but like even here in canada it really just depends on the schools and mind you like a lot of these courses or classes have changed since i have been in high school which is too long by now um but it's interesting how they're evolving a little bit more and trying to teach like the younger generation more about like the real world stuff which i kind of wish we had but yeah i know like because when i um i got to university and a lot of people would tell me like oh like why did they choose this like in freshman year of college they were like oh like took accounting when I was in high school and I kind of liked it so that's why I'm doing it now and I'm just like what you had accounting in high school what is that yep we did well at least my school did funny thing though actually the introductory course at my at, at my university for my program 
was essentially the same as my high school accounting course. So I aced that course without doing much. So I kind of wish like the US curriculum would help kind of like actually introduce I guess business courses because a lot of people I think in high school they might come to a decision of going to business. I don't know any school that actually teaches business or like lets you get into get a feel of what business really is in high school. Yeah. I wish I knew that before I committed to business, I guess. I have a feeling it depends on the school and the type of curriculum that they do. Like, I have an inkling that probably in different high schools in the States, they actually do go through, like, business or some sort of, like, idea of, like, what to expect in, like, a working world. But I think it really depends on the type of school and which schools actually offer something like that. Because, like, for me, I have... Wow, now we're actually going back into high school, but... (laughs) There was that senior seminar course that I took that actually introduced me, like, gave me, like, oh, what's your passion project kind of thing. And, like, basically took the whole semester to basically do your own research on a particular one topic and then have to present uh, present it to, like, a panel of parents and other peers. So, like, that was a very cool course that allowed me to kind of explore a different side of what school doesn't normally teach, right? And for me, I did culinary stuff, which is kind of cool. Yes, don't remind me. (laughs) Don't ever want to eat another Black Forest cake again. (laughs) (laughs) But um, anyways, so- Yeah, so listeners, let us know if you like, which, if you're like, you're from the States, if you actually got to learn anything about business like during your high school years, be interesting to find out. And then if you're from Canada, I guess, uh, let us know if uh, you think that the Canadian education system is better than the U.S. I don't think you can really compare, <laughs> to be honest. But I mean, if you have taken some interesting courses in high school, I'd like to hear about that. The last time I visited my high school, apparently they started this course where they taught, they teach you how to do a, be a hairdresser. I was like, what? Huh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was like, where are these courses when I was here? No nah, man. One high school course I really wanted to learn was home studies. I didn't even yes! know that was a thing. I would. I didn't know that, that either, but apparently we have it. Like, I my high school actually has that, but I... Yeah, I was like, dude, that's actually a pretty good course. Because you're like, things that you do around the house. Like, I didn't know. I thought they were just <laughs> I mean, chores. for one, that would probably save a lot of people's university life instead of eating off, just surviving on, like, cereals and cup basic, noodles. Basic cooking <laughs> ideas. Yeah, at least they don't have to go with, like, cup noodles and cereals to fill their stomach. Yeah. Well, I think uh, our listeners can get back to us on that. And while they think about what to let us know about, let's go into our fun fact of the day. Day, 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 day. So this fun fact of the day is brought to you once again by Wikipedia. Thank you very much, (laughs) Global Information Systems. (laughs) All right, so um, before, uh, this is um, a uh, podcast, or our podcast this time is about uh, specific fields for Asian uh, people. So there's actually something, did you guys know that there's something called a bamboo ceiling? By your faces, uh, I assume you don't. 
but there's a term called bamboo ceiling, which is coined in 2005 by Jane Huan in a book that she wrote called Breaking the Bamboo Ceiling Career Strategies for Asian. This term is a derivative of the glass ceiling, which refers to more of a general metaphor used to describe indivisible, invisible, sorry, invisible barriers through which women and minorities can see managerial positions, but cannot reach them. A similar metaphor includes such as a canvas ceiling imposed, to on, imposed on refugees and their workforce integration efforts. Based on publicly available government statistics, Asian Americans have the lowest chance of rising to management when compared to African Americans, Hispanics, and women, in spite of having the highest educational attainment. Thus, the bamboo ceiling. Huh. Dun dun dun. Now that you read that, I think I have heard of it before. I don't think it, I've like heard the first it. thing that comes to mind was glass ceiling. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. And I'm like, is it just like the Asian version of the glass ceiling? And yes. it is. And um, now that you say that, I feel like just looking at like my like works, um, I guess corporate uh, layout and like who's the managers and whatnot. There aren't that many like Asian in those positions. You're right. Yeah. So it's actually pretty stark. Like once I found this fact out, I was like, wait a second. It's true. Wait, let's look around. What the heck? That is not good. <laughs> and uh, not to be doom and gloom, but I guess that's the fun fact of the day. Day, 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 day. Oh. Not so that's fun. That's not a fun fact. That's a sad oh. fact, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you want a different fun fact, we used to have in high school, since we were talking about courses, we used to have something called the Asian Six Packs for the last year of high school. Yeah, it's six courses of Asian stuff. Yeah. Do you guys have that too? No, but that sounds pretty standard. Did you take the stuff that's like that you like highest potential to get in? So it'd be like calc to chemistry, advanced placements and stuff, physics, like all, all the all the crazy stuff. Essentially all three sciences or all three different sciences. So chemistry, biology, physics, and then three maths. So there will be like data management, there'll be calculus, there'll be like algebra. And then, uh, yeah, and then you have two courses left, which is generally speaking English. And since I was in a Catholic high school, it was religion. So we have no other choices. If you do the Asian six pack, you're done. You don't have any other space for anything else. Hmm. Interesting. I don't think I, I don't think my school was like that. I did end up taking the most amount of math classes possible because usually you take one math class a year. Then by last year, I took two. I took stats and calc together. I don't think we had a term for like specifically Asian six back in my university in my in my high school because it was mainly a predominantly white high school. <laughs> um. And pretty much, I mean, there was across the board, like, achievements from, I guess, all ethnicities, if you want to call it that way. So it wasn't, like, 
specifically, oh, all the Asians did this. It was more like everyone that actually had like a chance to get into a really good university would be taking advanced placement courses for majority of the courses. So it wasn't exactly like all those classes were mostly Asian or anything. It's just that a lot of the Asian students would have a tendency to pick those six specific courses because you know the parents' expectations of you becoming a doctor or an engineer or an accountant or like oh. a, or like a lawyer in the future, you need all of those to get into a school that provides those type of programs. And also because a lot of the universities here in Canada look for a high um, mark on majority of those courses so the question is although you were a straight shot situation are you saying that a lot of your peers in canada were influenced that way by their families to be one of these deal uh professions yep (laughs) actually a lot of my friends ended up taking the asian six pack and i uh i was like yeah no thank you so have have they have majority of your friends that were i guess pushed by their families into this deal professions did they achieve those goals or did they not or like what happened nope none of them became oh, any none one of them, of them. wow <laughs> any one of them. i think the one uh the one and only person from high school that i know who went on to achieve something along the lines of deals is uh he became an actuarius Actuarial. 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 Yeah, he went into actuarial sciences afterwards, and he, last time I checked, he was still an actuary. Huh. So, okay. Interesting. So, linking, I guess, our previous conversations, we have hinted a little bit into it already in terms of what we do now, and talking about, like, what we wanted to do before, and whether or not we achieved certain aspects of it what do you guys do now as a profession so for me as i maybe alluded to i work in a firm uh an accounting firm uh one of those big ones um and i work in payroll so not necessarily not not specifically accounting but uh yeah so i I've, i've landed i guess myself into one of these deal professions Granted, I was not even part of my studies, and it wasn't really on my radar as I was growing up. So Since you, you mentioned studies, what did you actually study? I studied molecular cell developmental biology. So, so more like biochem. And that so was a lot of fun. I loved it. Business. Yeah, on the, other, on the other half of that spectrum. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, what do, you guys, what do you guys do? Well, like I said, I am an accountant. I, uh... I work for the government, uh, specifically, uh, well, not specifically, but like, um, but I work in relations to taxes or, or in that general field. But nowadays, I tend to look more at data. So I guess you could say I have a little bit of a change in my career-ish. But still in that business field, kind of. But yeah, yeah, it's still in the whole business field. It's still within the accounting, but I guess you can say it's more on the like computer IT, not so much IT, but like computer science side of like accounting. Okay. How about you, Le? What what do what do you do nowadays? 
Um, I'm in FP&A, which is financial planning and analysis uh, in a sports company. Um, it's kind of like accounting, but less black and white and more analyzing trends and stuff. So it's like more forecasting and budgeting versus journal entries and like accounting, balancing the books kind of thing. Okay. It's still in business. So would you consider your, your profession as something that would be pushed upon by the elders in the Asian community? Parents? Well, I guess, I mean, in the, in, the, in the sense that, like, Asian families, we're stating, right, we're saying, right, that Asian families push these DEAL, D-E-A-L professions to, onto um, their children, to their future generations, um, based on where you are now, do you feel like your current position would be something that would have been pushed towards this now or towards what you currently do? So have you made it in that sense of being in a deal profession? <laughs> I think, I think for me, I've landed in perhaps the, one of those like ideal deal professions where it's like people would, oh my goodness. John, he works in, like, such and such big accounting firm. Look at him. He's made it in life. And and then you ne- proceed to never hear about John ever again. That's where I feel like. I mean, it's it's. I feel like it's one of those spots where a lot of people are very happy with. Because it's like, oh, he can have a good life. He can have a good salary now. He's in, in this thing. He's doing, he's working up the ranks. He can do it. He's not flipping burgers or something. Not that flipping burgers is a bad thing at all. I love burgers. Yes, they're great. They're great. But like, I'm just saying, like, it would be like, oh, he's in the up and up. And that's like, oh, we don't have to worry about him. Like, he's smart. He can brag about, like, you know, the Asian kind of, like, big mentality that we discussed in the past where they love to brag about their, uh, their kids and what they do i feel like at least for my job i've quote unquote in that there but how do you guys feel with your professions is it something that's like ooh, they made it kind of thing i mean i wouldn't say like i made it made it i mean there's so i feel like i'm in a field that there is still so much more to explore and to learn and but like maybe in like say my parents' point of view, yeah, I'd be yeah, like, if I'll from, be I'll be in like their bragging be. rights. Yeah, it'll be in your you know? parents' point of view. Um, and and like okay, for one thing, my parents don't really brag, but at least for among like them and like their friends, I I ma- I would consider I've made it. Would they Would they bring you up and be like, oh? Oh, Asunta, she, yeah, let me hear, let me let, tell you what she does, kind of thing. My parents don't really do that. They don't really brag. But I mean, if they really want to brag, I'm sure they will do it. Okay. But they're just not the type to brag. Well, okay. But, like, when people start comparing, things start but, coming like, out yeah, bad. So, so, so usually, <laughs> like, if, say, like, a family friend asks, like, my parents, like, oh, how's Asunta doing? What does she do now? Kind of thing. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, she works here and stuff. And they, like, even though, like, legit, my parents are not really, like, trying to brag, the family friend will think that, oh, she's in a good place. Mm. She is high up there. And I'm just like, no, okay. not really. <laughs> eh. Okay. How about you, Lei? Um, 
don't, I wouldn't say like my position is anything to brag about, but I have overheard conversations of um, bragging about the company I work at. Okay. Just because it's a well-known brand. Okay. So it's like, oh yeah, like they work for this like company and they're just like, oh, and then it's like, it's kind of a household name, I guess. Okay. Well, it becomes like, I've actually talked about this with other friends before and it's like, oh yeah, it's like big four firm versus a, the sporting brand that I work at. It's like, well, technically our parents could brag about both because one is like other people in our family are in the accounting field as well so they'll know who they are but if it's like just regular like sea lies talking about it they probably know who i work for yeah well, that brand is a lot more like it's a lot more common than say an accounting kind of thing it is it's a household brand yeah. or a household name. so it's like there what i do is definitely nothing to brag about but who i work for could be something to brag about okay <laughs> okay so all right. So let's, so based, so now we know like, oh, we've, we're in these professions there. We all like we're Asian and we have these families that like, if they wanted to, they could brag <laughs> about what their children do. Do you think that, you know, are you happy with that? I guess, are you, no, I'm just not happy with that. Your parents can brag about what you, what you do, <laughs> but are you happy with where you currently are? I guess, as, you know, like, because in the ideal situation, it's like, oh, I mean, the, the idea that we've been talking about is like, oh, parents want their children to get into this, this profession, one of these professions, these deal professions, right? And it's like, to a certain extent, from the outside eye, it's like, oh, you've made it to a certain extent, right? Like, you fall within these categories. But does it really mean a whole lot to you in that sense? Like, or is it more of like, ah, eh, like we're here, it's not necessarily that important kind of deal. Or is it pretty important for, you know, lifestyle or whatever, right? Like, do you feel like you've achieved it? And I guess, how do you feel about, quote, unquote, if you've achieved it? I don't really care what I do. I think <laughs> it's a means to an end. Like, I... Okay. You ask if I have a career. I definitely don't. I don't have a career path, which I would honestly just treat my job as a job. And it basically allows me to do what I like to do, which is like, it allows me the time to play volleyball. It allows me the time to go shopping or like, um, it allows, it funds my shopping, <laughs> like shopping addiction. <laughs> but like, you know, basically it's like, I work, you pay me and I'm happy with that. But I wouldn't say that I'm like, I wouldn't say that I've made it, but I also wouldn't say that I, I failed in life. Mm. Okay. In my mind, it's like, I don't think I've ever set out to find myself a career. I just want a job that helps pay the bill and I can live comfortably. Okay. Um, I, that's an interesting question. It really depends on how I look at it. If you ask, have I got a career? Yes, I do. Um, have I achieved my goal in what I wanted to do? In yes, sort of. I wanted to become an accountant. I got my designation and I got into 
the place that I wanted to work for, I guess, or at least the place that I had an interest in working for, I got it. Um, but then once I got in, I realized there was so much more within there. So I guess I'm kind of like a little bit beyond my original goal. I haven't figured out exactly where or where or how to go from here. So the straight shot got in. It's like, dang, I can keep going. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't easy, mind you. I did spend like the last 10 years working on it. Um, so, I mean, I'm happy where I am at. Um, but I feel like there is still so much more out there. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, I guess for me, it's I'm struggling with trying to determine if this is still a job or a career. And it's I, I know it's really weird coming from being in this kind of field for 10 years and still kind of having that predicament of uh, is this a job? Is this a career? And trying to figure that out. Um, but I think it's it stems mainly from, I guess, how I got into this position where and especially with like my studies and then with in the sciences and then crossing over into the business field as in the workforce kind of thing. I think this may take a it could take a long time to resolve itself or it may never resolve. I don't know. Um, but I think it's hard, though, because I want to. I understand where Angelina is coming from, where it's like it's a means to an end, and definitely I can I hundred I can like easily say I, I can do that as well. And so that it's like a a means to an end. It pays this job pays fairly decently for what it is, and the amount of work isn't like crazy. But you know, and I feel somewhat useful at least, like somewhat fulfilled in in the role and whatnot. But is there more that I want to do? Definitely. Is there something else I want to do? Most likely. So like for me, it's like, I don't know, it's hard because I realize the longer I stay in this profession, the harder it is to get out. It's kind of, uh, it's so, do I keep going or do I jump ship and pursue something else, right? I feel like that's kind of a struggle that I constantly have. So, I mean, while I'm happy that, like, I make my parents happy that I can, I, that they can use me as a bragging right or something, I think, I don't know, or maybe just be like, I'm never satisfied to a certain extent with where I am. Like, I feel like there's always something else I can do. Either it's like, oh, I can go pursue my passions. I can do other things. It's just maybe being unsettled. I don't know. I guess in a way we all kind of fell into this, but we had like a dream job we like as a kid or we once had a dream job but we never really actually chased those dreams per se yeah or we ended up not doing it because of whatever life happened you know yeah i feel like i don't know i i i i commend a lot of people that are able to pursue their passion jobs or passion like something that they enjoy fully in their career And I've met a couple people like that uh, in my lifetime so far. And for me, it's like, holy crap. Like, you got life. 
like, and then they tell me, oh, no, like, I mean, I love my job, but, you know, maybe the pay isn't, like, the best, or, like, um, certain things aren't the best, but, hey, I'm doing, like, what I love kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So to them, it's like when I see that and I'm like, oh, man, that stuff really inspires me. And it really makes me wonder. It's like, man, do I can I get the balls of the guts to actually pursue that? But I feel like to a certain extent, I value not having to worry more than taking that risk, I think. Mm-hmm. So I so for me, I feel like it. I really admire those people that have found that for them um yep I so yeah i mean if you had a choice to go back would you be in a different position i mean it, it might be easy for for her to hear the, the straight shot to, to actually just go with it but for me clearly if i had to answer that question if i had another chance to do it would i do something else in terms of a career path, I think I definitely would. Because I've actually just recently, I, like, setting up for this podcast, I actually thought about it. It's like, man, my life would be so different if I pursued that forensics studies. For sure. I wouldn't be here. I'd totally be doing something else. Maybe even do something I'm more interested in. I have no idea. But Maybe you're even still at work right now. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> you know? to, to that certain extent, I'd be like, wow, like, I, if I went down that other rabbit hole, like, that could have changed so much, I think. So, how about you two? Like, if I went back, I would probably have taken more risks. But instead of, like, I think I, knowing what I know now, I would wish that my younger self wasn't as lazy. <laughs> I think, like, a lot of the reasons why I didn't change programs or like I didn't pursue what I thought maybe I wanted to pursue at the time was because things got too complicated or I had to do a lot more other things like I would have to be in school for probably another year or two if I changed to food sciences in the same university or I even applied to a school in Ottawa for game design and I actually think I got in I don't know what happened like I just stopped after I got in but like I would have like my life could have changed in the sense that I would have moved to Ottawa and I would have completed school there, hmm. and like it wouldn't be in business. Okay. So, but I mean, with the whole pandemic going on and stuff, I did kind of get to pursue something else that I kind of thought about more in the more recent years because like I started playing video games and stuff. Like, I guess for those who are listening, if you want, this is my plug. Come find me on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> to become an internet personality. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, something that I do on the side that I enjoy, like, because I enjoy playing games, and I thought, like, maybe I could make it into something bigger, and if it took off during the pandemic, like, maybe I'd be one of those people that could just quit my job and be a, become a full-time streamer. But it's not happening. But if you want, I mean, listeners, you can come and drop by whenever I'm streaming and we can actually chat more if you want. Okay, um, what's your plug? My link what's is your plug? twitch.tv slash it's potato panda. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. How about you? If you Asuka? want to get some real time feedback, you can always drop into my chat. 
All right, how about you, Asimta? Like, if you could do it again, would you say... I, I feel... I have my money on this straight shot. You'd do it again. Okay, there's a lot of things that go into... If I could go back, would I do it again? Like, if we're talking about... So just career-wise, in terms of... Just career-wise? Yeah. I think I would have ended up in the same place. Um, but I do kind of wish my younger self was also not as lazy back in university and actually did more of my homework because the exams were terrible. And I actually ended up repeating, not repeating, but like I extended a year. I actually spent five years in university, not four. I graduated with five years. Hmm. I mean, that's fine. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for people to take extra years or extra stuff. Yeah, and, and I kind of feel like I should have taken a little bit more of like the um, computer slash IT side of the accounting. Like I just took those courses because I had to take those courses. Did I care for those courses? Absolutely not. Hmm. Now I kind of regret that. But, you know... Oh, you don't have to go all the way to regret. I mean, okay, you <laughs> it's, know, okay. it's just, would you do it again? You don't have to say, okay, like, no, no, no. Maybe let, me, wrong. Let, me, let me take that back. I don't know if I will actually regret it because those courses were re- totally ridiculously boring. <laughs> but maybe I should have paid a little bit more attention. Mm, okay, <laughs> you okay. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, think, I think everyone, hindsight's twenty twenty, so yeah. it's pretty easy to say that. But. Yeah. Alright. Well, alright. So, um, let's see. Um, I guess knowing that now, would we go ahead, I guess if and when let's say we have future generations even if like we see like nieces and nephews or we see um, I don't know cousins cousins or like younger the next generation, right? Would you be someone that would push this I guess, I guess not someone, but would you push this deal, profession, ideology, or how strong would it play in terms of, be like, hey, <laughs> you should do this. You should be a doctor. <laughs> you should be an engineer. You should be an accountant or a lawyer. Like, how, how much would you, would this come into play when you speak with future generations? Since now we're getting that age that, you know, parents and whatnot <laughs> would you would you take that into account or would you kind of like eh, leave it alone or maybe a little bit of both right and why <clears throat> i personally wouldn't but i would be the type that like let them experience different things so i'd probably be like the parent that like brings my kids to all these different like extracurriculars and then if they tell me like i don't like this and i cut it then then like, I go talk, try something else sort of thing. So like I would probably encourage them to try out different things and figure out where they want to take themselves in the future. Like find their own path. Okay, but you wouldn't specifically push them towards any one of these. No, but nice I probably circles. would start them on like similar-ish courses or stuff like to see if they like it. If they don't like it, that's fine. I have no problem they tell me that they don't like it. Okay, but if they like it, they'd be like, ooh, straight shot doctor. No, I, I mean, like, if that's what they want to do, I would fully support that. Okay, okay. But I... if, if, they, if they like it, then you'll push them towards it, though. 
I would encourage them. I won't push them. Okay. Like I've gone through the grind. It's not easy. But like, if that's what they really want to do, then I would encourage them to do it. Okay. Okay. I feel like I'm like very free spirited and it would be a, I would be like the fun aunt. I don't think a career or profession thing would ever come from me. Okay. You, you'd um, probably, probably be like the one, oh yeah, you should try that. Yeah, definitely try that out. Yeah. I would tell them to try things, but I guess like if I think realistically, when they're children, I would encourage them do whatever but if they got older and they haven't really found anything I would be concerned and I'd probably tell them to like maybe you should go into this because at least you can find a job and a situation I like it depends on if they found something that they actually like doing or I if I would worry like they become passionless per se. Okay. like if they right now I know a few who are like around our age and they don't work and I'm like I wonder if it has to do with upbringing in the sense of like they didn't really get to try things so they never found a passion and then they just stopped trying to find jobs kind of thing huh. like I wouldn't want that for them I would encourage them to work even if it's not if they like art and they're not making money off art I would tell them Okay, go find a job, but like pursue your art like as a hobby on the side until it takes off, kind of thing. Okay. But I would be like probably realistic about it and not. I wouldn't say it's pushing a profession on somebody. It's more being realistic and like everybody's got to eat, you know, and everybody's got to make money somehow. So if what you really like to do isn't working, then maybe. Try alternate ways of like sustaining life while being able to pursue your passion as well. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it's more of uh, I mean, as much as I admire the people, or because I admire the people who found their passion jobs, I think I would be more encouraged to know if the individual has a passion thing, and I would hundred percent if they already like know that like that's a passion thing for them. I'd be like 100% behind them and like just pursue it like don't like worry and I would be like you know I, I'd be like you know I'd like be like their support structure if they are doing that and it has to be like something that they enjoy doing and like to not worry right um but if they're kind of like oh I don't know what I want to do in life still trying to find can't really identify that passion then I would push them towards something that is comfortable like something that can get them to a comfortable position to uh, to maybe perhaps find that passion project, you know, kind of deal. So getting to, and what I mean by getting to somewhere comfortable might be in these deal professions, right? So you would be the so one who would. That enough. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, yes, I might push them towards it, but I would really still hope that they find a passion and i guess once they latch on to that once they find it and they latch on i'd be like yeah 100 don't don't press don't be like trying to push yourself to do one of these deal whatever professions at all like i would be like do do the passion thing like 100 percent because i feel like so if your children went to you and was like dad i like to paint painting is my passion 
like well okay a that you know artists it's hard for artists to make money yeah no no like if it was I, i guess it depends on what age and when but if they came up and said like i don't know in high school or whatever right and they said like i love this and and you've seen throughout their life that they have a passion for it they consistently do it kind of thing and it's like something that they really want to and mm-hmm. you see that you know you know can you turn it into a career if you believe you can then i'll be like yeah 100 percent do it like i'll i'll like go back out and get a job or whatever to make sure that you can pursue your passion because oh, i feel like that's, that's kind sweet. of well if if it's like willy-nilly like oh i want to try it for like half a year and you half half butt it right have ass it it's like no like no that's not gonna work but like if have it's ass streaming but like if you like if, if they come and say that like oh like i i really like it i really think there's something there or like i'm very interested in it I'd, I'd really encourage them to like pursue it and learn like i guess at the start you know it's more like oh i don't know what they're like so maybe give them multiple things same same, same yeah, idea that you have I, I think also like with what you're saying is i think if it's a situation where it's like oh dad i like or mom whatever like i want i like to paint or i like to draw then well you know there are other um careers or work that requires the drawing that you, that the kid might like but can potentially still become like a paying job you know like oh no, could, like yeah i mean like you could, could like you can I... maybe try to like see if the kid is okay or if they can also combine their passion with a job that they can sustain themselves with in the future too I'm sure like the money will come if they if they push them if if you're passionate and you do it and you could see them wanting to do it yeah, I, yeah, I'd yeah. be like I don't worry about the money like 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 if it was like just like a like a painter if you're talking about like painter who paints portraits puts it up for art sale and whatnot that's probably a lot harder to uh, kind of take off as compared to like oh if the kid just likes to draw there are different things that requires drawing maybe like an animation person will yeah, require yeah, yeah. drawing you can, you can help right? them out in terms of finding that passion yeah, and whatnot, yeah. or but, maybe yeah, even yeah. or even in architecture i think that you have to draw blueprints too right like yeah, that's another architecture requires very stick too yeah, yeah so like there are different ways of kind of infusing that passion into a job as well so like of course you're gonna have to kind of see where where exactly yeah. that passion is and then you can then see whether it's possible to combine the two together if mm-hmm. it is great if it doesn't well you figure something else out yeah all right wow i'm surprised with uh once again i'm surprised with how long we're able to talk about these things <laughs> not bad i mean this is a pretty uh this is a pretty uh it's a pretty heavy topic. heavy topic but um yeah i mean listeners uh thank you for sticking with us for so long and listening to us banter and talk about <laughs> all these uh different situations and about our lives but uh feel free to reach out to us and of course comment and let us know um you know hey were you pushed towards a specific you know deal profession are you in a deal profession how do you like it um or overall just uh what do you think about you know the future generations in terms of how asian mentality the mentality of asian culture pushes upon future generations um so yeah i mean uh do you guys have any last words or anything like that before we sign off for this episode 
Now I'm just really thinking about who do I know are even in this deal profession. <laughs> oh yeah, all your friends dropped out. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> You're the one and only. How about you, Lai? <laughs> Plug, come find me. Twitch.tv slash it's potato panda. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> Let's see when this when this podcast goes out, are you still up in Twitch? Let's see. <laughs> Is it a passion project or is it a half assery thing? Hey. Dun, dun, dun. Now. <laughs> I mean, like, you can always discover new hobbies. Yeah. Well, yeah. until we until we find our new hobby and hopefully we continue this <laughs> hobby that we started here in, in recording for the Family Star podcast, you've been listening to John, Asunta, Angelina. And thank you very much, listener. Um, hopefully, we'll see you on the next episode uh, of the Bamboo Star Podcast. Thank you. Bye. Bye. As an additional question, if you're still here listening, perhaps we're going to have an episode about money and winning the lottery. But if you had all the money in the world, what profession would you have now? I would be a board game store owner because I love them board games. I guess I'd be helping you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I can manage your books. (laughs) Straight shot. Accountant. I mean, I take in all my already existing knowledge. You just be a trick you just think if I had all the money in the world, I would want to be a theme park blogger. Like BFB guide or something. I think I would like to rediscover my art, more artsier side, which is very low. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about that when you're talking about drawing and like animations and stuff. I wish I had more artistic abilities. I feel like being an animator would be really fun, too. But I can't draw for my life, so... Neither can I, and I think you draw better than I do. But, uh... John's drawings are pretty good. Yeah, he actually draws pretty well. But, uh, I think I would try to rediscover, like, my more musical or maybe dramatic side. Oh, like, you aren't dramatic enough? No, 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 like, like, the acting drama. Yeah, I would, I think, I feel like acting could be fun. The Bamboo Star Podcast is an independent production in hopes of documenting our thoughts and experiences as Chinese individuals growing up in a Western culture. This podcast is co-hosted by Angelina, Asunta, and myself, Jonathan Hahn, with editing done by Irina Chung. We thank you, the listener, for lending us your ears for this episode. We would love to hear your thoughts and views on this topic as well. Feel free to connect with us and the community on Twitter and Instagram at BambooStarPod. Alternatively, any lengthier replies or comments can be sent to us at bamboostarpodcast at gmail.com.